0: What's going on? You are live on not only just the new and improved a show, but our new subsidiary brand 205 and park. I'm your host, Justin Davis, Uh, Cyrus, DJ Cyrus and the visibilities are not here uh, on on the show tonight. Uh, Unfortunately, he did not pay his taxes. So, you know, he can be on the show, but we are here still. With my main man Mark, who's taking over for DJ duties today, we got DJ my man MC. What's going on?
1: Doing well, my. Uh, I will say that my jacket has been nice and upholstered. Everything is nice and clean. We are ready to go for another week of the brand new A show. Please call nine one one. Hello. What What was that? Huh? No, 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 no. I was just. I was just uh, checking the checking the new buttons that we got. We had to uninstall the uh, per request. We had to re, uh, uninstall the raw, the wallet button.
0: Okay, well, uh, yeah, like, like I said before, Cyrus uh, did not uh, answer his phone this morning. I, I did get a, a letter from the, the IRS.gov. I don't know what that is, but it, it, it was sent to us today. Uh, we do have a packed show for you. We're going to be talking about Clash of Champions. That's right. The Clash of Champions pay-per-view was last weekend. A lot of things happened there. We're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown. But before we get to that, I have a guest on the show. Mark, who do you think his guest is?
1: Uh, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, it's going to, be, it's going to be somebody that is very in tune with the conversation that we have to have this week on not only Clash of Champions, but what we were able to see the night after, because yeah. there's just plenty that we have to talk about in that sense. Word,
0: word that you, you didn't answer. OK, well, the guest is my man, the host of chatting with Nelson. What's going on, Nelson? What, what, how you doing, partner? What, what's going on? What's good, guys? Um,
2: thanks for having me. Um, it's been... It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. Really, to be on the A-Show. The the brand new A-Show. Yeah, and then new and improved. The, yeah. the new and improved A-Show. And to hear that you guys are... You guys got a new brand now? 205 yeah, and two, Park.
0: 205 and Park. Um, you know, I always wanted to do this with, you know, that other guy. But, you know, he's, he's, he's still... Um, not, he's still not answering the phone for me. Uh, it's completely fine though. Last week's show did gangbusters. Uh, they love this on Reddit. They love this on white Twitter. They love this on UK Twitter. I think I've got a bunch of people on my side now. It's completely fine. We don't need them. Right. We don't need them. Right. I right, told everybody? you it was
2: Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always felt like if you get UK Twitter on your side, then, you know, you're winning, right? Is, yeah. I think that's how you do Twitter. I Isn't think it? Yeah, of course
0: course so they uh, provide nothing what have they ever done, <laughs> nothing. They ever done? <laughs> nothing, nothing nothing ever oh i like nxt uk yeah nobody watches that mark shut up y'all uh, watching little evolve uh,
2: mm. evolve is american yeah like that's <laughs> it's not it's not no. i don't think that's not uk bro what about what about what about, what about uh what's the other one
1: what, what's a wxw one that's like Germany, yeah. So you're there. You're,
0: you're you're warmer.
2: All right, all right. That's close. You're 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 kind of in the like ballpark area
0: of that. Uh, let, let, let's 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 get to solve a couple of questions with Nelson before we start the show proper. Now, chatting with Nelson, uh, a lot of people say it's one of the the best shows since American Idol. Um, but Nelson, a lot of people don't know this. You are also a singer yourself, right?
2: No. Uh, uh I mean, um. No I, I dabble with the vocals though But I'm not like a singer You know Sounds would, like you have nice vocals I, I Thanks so. I mean uh, I've been known to flex A little vocal Prowess here and there But Singer is a little You know
0: Why Why is Why is that on my cue card? Why was the The vocal
1: part? Um I think I think Cyrus wrote that I think he uh, wanted may, to have a
2: singer this week may, Maybe Podcast Singer It's It's a It's an easy Mix up right?
0: Vocals Um I think everything. Well, let's just go to the next question. Next question, um, Nelson. Who are some of the most esteemed guests? There we go. Uh, that you've had on your show in in the uh, couple of seasons that you've had it so far. Who are some of your favorite guests?
2: Oh man, I've I've talked to some pretty cool people. I've gotten to talk to uh, two time Hall of Famer Booker T. Um, oh. I, I've gotten to talk to uh, a guy who I guess the episode might not exist anymore because he doesn't pick up your phone calls anymore. But don't um, say his name. Don't say his name. I, I, uh, trust. You, me. Will I, you will get bleeped. I, I, I won't. I, I don't want to have to uh, abuse the bleeper. But um, I, I've had a, a bunch of cool people, man. Um, and um, I'm looking to have more for season four.
0: You know, who you, you should have on the show. Who?
2: Bad Bunny. <laughs> I've sent the email.
0: He's a wrestling fan. He was there. He, he was in New York on a on a float. I saw it another week.
2: He was, and um, you were in the Bronx. <laughs> i I'll tell you this, uh, as a Puerto Rican man from the Bronx, that was the weirdest sense of pride I've ever had <laughs> to, to watch another fellow Puerto Rican man parade himself through the Bronx. It was weird. I was just overwhelmed with just just, just like this immense sense of pride it was it was really awkward
0: but, but I mean, If bad bunny asked you to come up and sing you would have done it though.
2: my heart out, I would have hit the vocals that I said I can occasionally hit.
0: So you lied to me. All right. So, uh, Delson, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we're going to go into no holds barred. Is is the crowd ready for that? let hype them up with a little bit of music,
1: Mark. Gotcha. Hold on one second. Okay. How was that?
0: That was perfect. Uh, We're going to get to the top five list. I know everyone's been waiting for the top five. This is 205 in Park. This is what you came here for. The top five news items of the week. You feel me? We're here. So we're going to go to number five. Roman Reigns breaks his silence on CM Punk. You guys see the story? This is a crazy story that came out today.
2: Oh, man. Every time CM Punk's name comes up on my Twitter feed, I get annoyed because I know it's one of two things. He was either being a dickhead or somebody was talking about him being a dickhead. In this case, it was Roman Reigns talking about him being a dickhead.
0: Uh, you know, dicks and heads, they go together. <laughs> Always. Uh, but yes, Roman Reigns showed up on the Complex podcast. Uh, what's the name of that podcast? Is it was it load management? What is what's this called?
2: I think it was load management. <laughs> load management. <laughs> what what's funny? No, no. What
1: hello what what's funny? Nothing, nothing. No, no. You sure no you good? No, yeah, yeah. You good? Nothing? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, uh, Roman said this on the podcast about CM Punk, or, or the you know the po- the possibility of him working with CM Punk again. He said, from someone as big as The Rock to someone like a CM Punk, for instance, someone who really hits home with our audience, our hardcore fans. If you watch wrestling for the past ten to fifteen years and you love it, it's within your blood. Then you probably have some type of feelings about that guy. I know I do. Just by doing one of these things. Which he, which is a podcast. He made a job hard. He made my job a lot harder five ten years ago. But if it's something the fans can get behind, they can really make them sink their thirteenth into the product and really dive into the creative with us. I'm willing to do it. I don't like the guy. I don't know how many people that I don't know that many people who do. But I'm willing to put the business first and make really good content if that's the case. But he would probably have to be slapped around a few times in order to, for to get his mind right. If it's willing, if the fans and the audience are going to like it and uh, and be into it, then most likely I'll be into it. Well, that's a lot. That's a that is a loaded statement there, Nelson. What did you feel about about what, what Roman said about CM Punk here?
2: Um, I mean, uh, I feel the, the sentiment behind it. Wrestling has always been my favorite thing in that, like, no beef is ever kind of eternal. Very few beefs in wrestling are eternal. They're always somebody, you know, ready and willing to kind of bury the hatchet for the, the money. They just, just to get that bag. So I, I feel Roman in that, in that sense. And, and I'm not going to lie. I, I would kind of be a little bit intrigued down the line to see maybe a Roman punk match, um, and see where that would, you know, Take us in a storyline But um, listen man Like I said CM Punk it's always one of two things Him being a dick or somebody talk about Him being a dick I'm sorry if I keep cursing And uh, I just feel like What was uh, the Point of him kind of making Roman's life So hard when Roman was first Coming up because at the time he had everything So I never really understood that I never understood why he wanted to kind of You know go out there and shoot on on a young Cat like Roman when he was At the top of the world and he left it behind
0: yeah, uh, and, and this is also just, you know, to piggyback from his podcast and what Roman's referring to when he says Punk made his life harder. This is, I think, the first time that Roman has ever actually explicitly mentioned that uh, Art of Wrestling podcast that came out so long ago with CM Punk and Cole Bana, where Punk... And, and I'll say this right now. Punk never explicitly said Roman was a bad guy. Right. That he sucked or anything. But Punk is such a good negotiator and talker that he managed to get the sentiment around Roman to be negative because of the fact that he pitted Roman against himself as far as creative. So while Punk's beef was the creative, he in turn and I, and I, I believe he started this trend of people being more mad at the, the actual performer than the creative. Because then it became Roman Reigns sucks. Because remember, Roman Reigns had, remember he eliminated 12 people in the Royal Rumble that year? Right. He was having such a great freaking year. And then out of nowhere, you know, the, the, this podcast comes out and the whole thing around Roman is make Roman look strong. That was the hashtag. It was on Reddit, it was on Twitter, it was on forums everywhere. It was Roman's being pushed down our throats. Well, literally eight to nine years ago, that was Cena. It was Brock before that. It was Stone Cold and The Rock before that. It was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels before that. So like that's how you build your stars. You have to do it like that. But again, I think this really set into motion, and I don't think Punk really notices this. The I would say like the the gun shyness that WWE has had in actually creating new stars.
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that because you remember the moment at the Royal Rumble. He eliminated all those people. Uh, he had the rock raise his hand right in the center of the ring. They, they, I think they even did it in Philly that year, which is a tough wrestling crowd to try to get somebody over with. So they laid the seed work that year to try to make the next star. And it just so happened to correspond that year that that punk leaves. He eventually does the podcast. And it was a snowball effect. I never really understood the fans, you know, dilemma with Roman because... I felt like we kind of chose him. I, I, I always felt as a fan, like of the three in the Shield, we were the ones as fans who kind of pushed him to the, to the forefront because obviously somebody like Seth was, was ready to go and even somebody like Amox was ready to go at the time. But the fans were the ones who got behind Roman and was giving him that reaction every time he was on camera. So to turn on him, you know, I never understood it. Punk knew what he was doing and the rest is history.
0: What do you think, Mark?
1: Sounds like Punk's a real uh, master debater, there. <laughs> All right, uh, that, that, I,
2: I see what you did there, Mark. I like that one.
0: Uh, uh, camera, please cut to. The, we're, I'm going to go into the crowd real quick, bro. Give me get up real quick. We're going to have uh, one of the crowd ask a question to Nelson about this next topic. Uh, we're going to. This is going to be uh, news item number four. On the no holds barred list here So if you voted for that, uh, thanks for voting uh, Make sure that you, you know, pay your phone bill And, and vote and, and text and tweet all of us uh, At RNC Radio Live But number four is going to be The COVID outbreak That has severely shook up the wrestling industry Do we have a, do we have a fan? Do we have a fan?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I actually have some over here First of all, all right. oh, hold on, what's, your, what's your name, sir? Hold on one second What's your name? First of all, my name is Agnes Okay. I just like to say that I'm a longtime listener of the A Show. Shout out to you, Justin, and shout out to Nelson. But I'd like to save Nelson some time here. This one is actually here for you, Johnny Five. Uh, where's Big Me at? Uh,
0: you you can't say that name here. What do
1: you what do you mean? I can't say where's Big. M- you. I was promised on this ticket that J Five that should be you and Big. Is is written here in pencil, but you told me, or I, I don't know, Sir, Sirius, Cyres. Si, si, he told me that big males would be here. I don't know what his mark character is, because I don't really mic, watch mic, any mic, of mic, that, that basketball mic, cut, shit.
0: Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Sorry about that, no, see I, This it, this is this is a new concept. Two hundred five in Park. You know, we're we're doing a lot of things here. Uh, A COVID outbreak. Yeah, it is. Uh, A COVID outbreak recently hit the wrestling industry. It has not only affected WWE, but also AEW and a number of indies uh, within the Florida area and beyond. Uh, A lot of people seem to think this is from a party that the NXT people threw that had a bunch of AEW talent actually to come through in the past. I think it was like a week and a half ago. Uh, and th- this has you know, had far-reaching consequences on the actual rosters. We saw on NXT last week there were a number of people missing. We saw on Raw, Clash of Champions, it even affected that. You had Nikki Cross gone. You had the tag team champions, uh, the women's tag team champions, Shanna Baszler and Nia Jax gone, as well as Liv Morgan and Ruby Riott. The, re- the-, the whole of Retribution was gone because they were potentially <laughs> – uh, exposed to someone who had COVID. Uh, Nelson, what what do you think about the way that the, all these companies have had to shake things up? And I mean, even on the AEW side, you had, um, what's his name? Lance Archer, uh, who was actually supposed to face Jon Moxley. Now he can't. And now they're moving into an Eddie Kingston uh, thing with Jon Moxley, which is a huge shakeup from what they planned on doing.
2: I think at this point in time, you know, in 2020, the companies are pretty much ready to, you know, and locked and ready to roll with all these punches that come with the COVID testing. My thing is, is... What was that party like that's, that's what I really want to know Like what was that party like And who set it up Was it the UE boys You know what I'm saying Was Adam Cole and Britt Hosting just a couple of friends And it got out of hand or it was a little kickback It was just a little something something
0: <laughs> I, well, I, what's, what's wild to me is that These these All of them still go to Universal Studios They <laughs> oh, still no. go to Disney They still go to bars They're still out partying I mean I see Shotzi Blackheart All the time No Whoa man. Snitching Whoa Oh, come on, man. you know, like, hey, hey, we, we, we good. We good here. But but I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm not here to shame people for it's hard being in quarantine is hard. I've been in quarantine since March. Uh, Nelson, you've been in quarantine, you know, for a long time as well. Mark, we've all been in quarantine. I know it's hard. I don't want to shame anyone. But no, I it's do, not hard Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that, and and that, that's another thing, though, like Mark, like you guys are pretty much all open
1: Mm mm-hmm they lifted all the as of recent i think uh on friday afternoon they lifted all of the restrictions to um to restaurants. Restaurants had an area where you couldn't really be open too late because that will entice people to start traveling into areas that are more open to drink more often because that will be going on later into the night. But they lifted all of that. They lifted the 50% restrictions. So all of the little brunch spots, all the little evening lounges and things like that that were either closed or had to be 50% off are now wide open. It's why I'm staying in the house for the next two weeks.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's wild, and as COVID um, as, as COVID rates rise because kids are going back to school, of course we had Labor Day at the, at the beginning of the month, and now we're moving into flu season. It's going to get even worse. Um, I, I shudder to think what could happen if there are more outbreaks, especially the top talent. I have to say, like I have to commend like people like Oscar Bailey, Sasha Banks, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, who have all managed to kind of you know stay free from this uh, this instance, but. I have to think, like, these shows are going to be really messed up if anything like this happens again within the next
2: three to four weeks. Well, I think that they've been getting lucky and that everybody, for the most part, that they've had to, you know, put put a belt on hasn't really gotten sick. I think AJ got it a couple of weeks ago, a um, couple of cases here and there. But for the most part, they've been kind of lucky in dodging that. But eventually, the luck would have to run out, right? Like, eventually, if people are not taking it serious within the company enough that, it was a, a wide enough breakout. Somebody, even if they're being com- um, careful, might get caught up. And that's when it's really going to get dicey. Like you would hate to see a, a Drew get sick and have to drop the belt and just completely derail the rest of the year's plans.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's very. That's why, like, you know, we're talking about classic champions in a second. But things like Asuka coming out and playing double duty on that show, mm-hmm. it's important. And Asuka's played really like the COVID MVP If if there ever was one, because she's been present from the moment that things got shut down all the way to this, and she's been present within the moment, as has Drew McIntyre, as has people like MVP and Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. Like those are the people that have kind of stayed stayed clear of all of this mess and been able to kind of continue on their storylines and help out the company in a big way. As well as people like you know over in AEW, you had like you know who's been who's been staying healthy over there. I don't even watch the show. Maybe if Cyrus was here, he would know. But I know a lot of people have been there week in week out at AEW as well but i will keep you guys posted on 205 and park uh on on anything else that happens with that situation the next news point uh james storm revealed in a recent interview that he was signed in principle to wwe before covid hit and was scheduled to make an appearance after wrestlemania if you guys don't know james storm is bobby Roode's old tag team partner at impact wrestling and they went by beer money at the time i personally think this is a great move for the e Their tag team division sorely needs someone who knows the ins and outs of it and can give people great matches. I think I I liken this to um, bringing in the Hardy Boys again or bringing in Team 3D again to help out and help bolster that tag division to get some people over. Because the Street Profits have no one left. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro have no one left.
1: Is Mm -hmm. it similar to like a John Morrison almost?
0: Oh, yeah, ex- exactly. Like, you have to bolster that division. And I know WWE doesn't give a shit about tag teams, but I think bringing in James Storm is like, it, and it's, it's probably like a Bruce Prichard move because that's probably his boy. But that's that's a move that helps tag teams. It helps the whole roster in, in a big way.
2: Yeah, I definitely saw that article and felt like it was a move that could have only helped the WWE because their tag team division is pretty much non-existent beyond Street Profits and... That's really it, Um, you know, so having James Storms come in and if they would have paired him with Rude, uh, just to have that veteran presence and be able to kind of put some legitimacy back in the tag team division, because it felt like for a period WWE had like a brief little run with tag teams where tag team was kind of popping again. You know, they were trying to get it popping again and then it just kind of fell back off and it's been very, very hard in 2020 to get behind tag team wrestling in WWE. So I'm sad this one didn't work out. I, I really would have looked forward to it.
0: I, I hope he's able to come in after when things are a little bit cleared up, but um, definitely a, a, a big loss, especially now that we see tag teams are breaking up <laughs> in yeah. WWE, and, and like there, there's literally nothing for the profits to do on raw. I, I mean, Viking Raiders are are, are injured reserve. Um, Andrade, it seems to me that angel guards is going to be out on the shelf for quite some time. It's very, it's looking very spooky. I think they need to uh, probably uh, either bring some people up from NXT or just kind of uh, you know combine the belts at this point, uh, which brings me to my next point here. We talked about Retribution a couple of minutes ago, but last weekend they were wilding out on Twitter right after that episode of Raw hit. Um, a lot of people hated it, but one thing that people weren't noticing was that all of the accounts for uh, the Retribution superstars, other than Mia Yim, who still has hers, uh, so her, her own account, were changed over to Retribution accounts, including that Jakovic's account, who him and Slapjack were the most vocal of all of them. They took AIM and Alvarez, CM Punk, uh, Eric Bischoff, and a lot more. Did you guys see any of these twi- uh, any of these tweets?
1: <laughs> what did they say to Bischoff?
0: It said, what, boy? I think he was just like, boy, I I can't wait to, to run a company to the ground just like you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I caught the tweets. I'm behind the tweets. Listen, the retribution angle, it's been dicey at best. You know what I'm saying? It's not the all best all thing running work. on TV. <laughs> at worst, right? It's not the best thing running on TV, but once I saw them on Twitter and once I saw them going at people... I started to back it a little bit. I was like, okay, I, I can deal with this. I, I can, you know, stick around for another month or so. If they're going to be on Twitter weekly, kind of just frying people up, it, it made me a, a bit of a fan out there, I say.
0: I, I, I agree. I know a lot of people are like, well, they still suck. I'm just like, I get it. But I see the vision. Like, I think they. I, I and here's the issue: they're they're running a very tight rope between being too snarky to the point where I think the company's going to tell them to stop, right? Or they they are too within character, which again will probably the company will probably tell them to stop. They have to find a, a gorgeous middle ground here where they can still go on Twitter and have that same energy, but that energy has to be reflected on the television show as well, right? So um, if you have T Bar. Uh, No pun intended, barring people up online, you have to be able to do the same thing on the actual shows. I mean, these work shoot stuff, it works. It works on Twitter because it's a a more open format. But when they get those scripts on Monday, they have to be fighting for them to have some type of character other than Bane part two. You know what I'm saying? Like they have to be able to do something way better than that.
2: So do you think that maybe... uh I don't know, because like I've I've racked the angle in my mind a couple of a couple of times just thinking, like, how can they make this angle a little bit better? Because nothing about it really like grabs grabs me as a fan. So do you think that maybe them doing more, I don't know, commentary maybe and and getting on on a microphone more often? Will will it be able to shift something? Because even with them kind of adding their personality into it, I. I can't take it serious with the with the mask. I, I I think that's what it is for me. I think the masks really really throw me off.
0: Ditch the masks. Ditch the ditch the um the eye contacts. That's a, that's like a Florida thing.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: huh? d- ditch the <laughs> Where do you see ditch, that? At?
2: D- hey, I've seen it. Orlando, I've, I've seen What's it. Right I've seen it a couple times in Florida myself.
1: So so if retribution starts coming out and says it's the corporate greed for me. Will that will that start hitting?
0: Yeah, oh, they go on Black Twitter. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if they start, <laughs> if they start
1: leaning into, if they start
0: leaning into it, they say, "Oh, colonizers, Caucasoids." <laughs> 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 yeah, where,
2: where are you going to draw the line at? What's the, what's the line in the sand for you? Normalize
1: he, us coming out every Monday at eight o'clock. If if T Bar goes out and
0: says, "You cannot struggle, black." And sleep. <laughs> you cannot struggle black and sleep Chinese. Then uh, I, I think absolutely you, you will have a, uh, a jump the shark moment, but I, I, I agree. Lose the masks, lose the, the contact lenses, let them be them. Right. I think, right. Like let them be themselves. Let me be her. Let Mercedes Martinez be her. Let Shane Thorne be him. Let them all go off and, and on their own. I'm forgetting Dio Madden. Let him be him too. I think he's probably my least favorite member of the team so far, but, um, And again, just bring that energy to to the show. Like I need, I need their, you know, T-bar shouldn't have to be on Twitter explaining why they got contracts and why it makes sense. You know, like he, he had to explain that on Twitter. He should have explained that on that terrible last episode of Raw. Yes. You know, like that, that should have been explained there. So hopefully um, they come back next week or we have something. We, we had a, a little bit of a preview of them on Raw just to let people know that they were completely gone. But um, I, I, I think they have to be a little bit more wily about how they push these people uh, in, in the next couple of weeks. And speaking of uh, Raw, before we get to Raw, we're going to talk about Clash of Champions last weekend. One of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. What did you guys think about it?
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. It was definitely a good show. I would say maybe one or two matches really didn't... um do it for me but overall i enjoyed the show from start to finish i was i was fully tapped in and i felt like it was a fun ride also a big fan of the the abbreviated pay-per-view i'm i'm, I'm okay with ending my pay-per-view run by 10 o'clock on the east coast it really makes for a good sunday night
0: yes yes it ended at seven over here i was able to still make dinner uh, I was still able to do all of that like it, it really worked out and I think WWE is the they're the kings of doing that this year they understand that people's time is, mo- is not money but people's time is precious and they made sure that we got in and out even with WrestleMania this year it was very brisk uh, I went back and watched a couple of matches from WrestleMania a couple of uh, weeks ago and now they're man like this show really did fly by and Clash of Champions was no different we opened with the icy title triple threat ladder match between AJ Styles Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn Holy shit, y'all. Well, I, I have not seen a lot of the stuff in this match I've never seen before. But Jeff Hardy is wilding for doing some of the stuff that he was doing at 43 years old in this match.
2: Yep. Like I know we've come to expect Jeff Hardy to do exactly what Jeff Hardy did in this match, but it still like kind of blows my mind because exactly what you said, he's 43 years old and he is he's just tossing and flipping off of ladders and ropes like he's uh you know 19 year old kid again and It was just, for me, the ladder match, probably my favorite match of the night because, like you said, it was so different. This was definitely my favorite ladder match in at least the last five, maybe even 10 years.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Mark, what did you feel about that ladder match? When Jeff decided to climb down the ladder, but not in a normal way, by going on the opposite end, and then Sammy (laughs) decides to push the ladder in an area where I thought Jeff was dead, (laughs) I started realizing I'm about to win $10.
0: Okay. Well, last week on the new and improved A Show, Cyrus, Mark and I bet on the winners of this uh-huh. match. I, I bet AJ Styles, Cyrus bet Jeff Hardy and Mark of course bet Sami Zayn who mm-hmm. did win the match. And you know, I got to give I got to give credit where credit is due. We bet the 10 and Mark came out $30 richer, uh or $20 richer, really. Uh so shout out to Marco on, on that one you were right. You, you what, what made you think Sami was going to be the one to win it? What what made that choice uh that prediction right for you?
2: The hair. Okay. It's a that's nice
1: cool. head of hair. The beard. It's just the, the beard. Okay. You think he's putting shea moisture in that? Mm. If, he's
0: putting, if he's putting shea moisture in his beard, that's a nice little headlock to get put in. It's
1: very, very <laughs> exactly. Comfortable it's comfortable. It's got the
0: castor oil on it. Real breezy. It smells mm-hmm. nice, probably. You know, you know what? We as men don't talk about beard health enough.
2: It's that's important. What they,
1: that's what they should have asked Sammy
0: on New Day Pod. Just saying. Yeah, they, we we don't we don't talk about that enough. Uh, th- something we're not talking about enough either is the fact that Jeff Hardy loves putting things in his damn ear holes, and you know they don't do it often. We haven't seen it in about a year and a half, almost two years, I want to say, uh, since Randy Orton was putting uh, <laughs> all types of things in his ear holes. Yep. But the 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 handcuffs through the ear hole from Sami Zayn, I have never seen this before in my life. I was physically repulsed by it, and then to continue with slapping the, the handcuffs on AJ Styles so that they were both uh, put, they were both handcuffed together was yet another really cool moment that led to Sami Zayn actually winning the match. And usually, when you have someone who takes the swanton through the ladder and takes a lot of the punishment that Sami took, they usually lose but the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but Sami got up. He had a, he had a second win. What do you guys think about the actual win for Sami Zayn here? And, and did that legitimize his uh, his ice title reign for you?
2: Um, for me, yeah, and I'm ready for Sammy. Um, I've been ready for Sammy since he got called up to the main roster, but I, I think now he's finally found, like, he's found his voice in this heel character of this, like, I'm really annoying, but most of the time I'm kind of right. And now I just proved it. I'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do on his own too. But um, it, it was uh, it was nice to see the 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 dynamics of these three because it was almost like a a past, present, future of the mm-hmm. WWE in that match when you got Hardy and everything he's done with the ladder match and then you got AJ Styles and then you got Sami Zayn and, and for me at least as I was watching it I was just kind of like wow like Sami is what I've always thought he is is the future and I'm excited for him to get on this run
0: another big match that everyone was talking about uh, was was actually a match that actually like ended in a little bit of of tragedy here was the street profits versus andrade and angel garza i am a hundred percent sure that they were going to lose the titles (laughs) before the uh garza injury happened that would have been garza garza of course injured uh what they're saying is his quadriceps uh in the match toward the end of it because if you think about the match even as it was going Dawkins was already out of the ring. (laughs) <laughs> At that point. and Andrade and Garza were already setting up for some type of double team move to Montez Ford, which to me would have made sense for a finish there. And then uh, Angel rolls out the ring that you can quickly see Montez and Andrade get a little bit sloppy as they're calling it in the ring. But, you know, just trying to figure out how to end the match. And of course, the Street Profits win. Um. You know, no timetable for when Garza will be back. He's supposed to get an MRI this week. But we're a really, really shitty way for, for that to end there because Garza and Andrade seem to be the ones that would take the title into at least November.
2: Yeah, I actually had to run the spot back a couple times just to kind of see what happened because I, I was... I was so unsure, like, oh, is he really injured? Is this like kind of how they're ending the match? But then uh, running it back enough, you can actually see when he steps, and uh, I believe his Ford blocks the kick. His hand, his his quad, rather, just kind of blows on him, and you can see him like kind of give out on it. It was it's a freak thing because it was the it looked to be the opposite of the leg he kicked with. So really yeah, unfortunate.
0: It, and it looked like it was just because su- it was right after the uh, the ben Spanish Park. fly and. Yeah. Again, like I, I know when they do these moves, it just seems as though like these are moves that they do all the time. So it shouldn't, you know, it, it shouldn't, you know it's just a freak accident, you know, it's, it's really nobody's fault, but really sucky way to to end things. And of course, another sucky way to end things, uh, Bailey and Nikki Cross did not happen on the show because Nikki Cross, uh, I've heard things from she's injured to she's tested positive. I'm thinking I'm leaning towards the former here, um, but that didn't happen, which brought out Asuka again, fresh off of defeating Zelina Vega in a pretty solid match. With, uh, earlier in the night which led to sasha banks returning which has a lot of people wondering or being mad or upset that it looks to be that this match will be uh what is main eventing hell in a cell
1: i mean what's, what's there to be upset about
0: people wanted to be a uh people wanted it to be a mania match that's what that's what they were thinking that's in
1: seven months yeah that's yeah. far off I'm pretty sure people would get upset with 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 how they would stretch out a seven month period, because in my in my mind, what people would think immediately is I'll just take Sasha off TV. You take Sasha off TV. Now there has to be people that fill that spot. I'm sure people are going to be really upset at the amount of people that they choose or the type of people that they choose to fill that spot of Sasha Banks. So then Q, the Sasha Banks needs to come back tweets and then there's going to be Royal Rumble. Then God forbid it doesn't happen at Royal Rumble. And then those seven months are going are going to be fairly annoying to try and have people really book this thing without really trying to cut a lot of the split ends that are going to happen because of it
0: also like it's very tough to, to do that in a roster that has such a depleted amount of actual talent on it bailey has beaten everyone on that show save for sasha multiple times in the last 320 something days uh, she's coming up on a year here if they do stretch it to uh helena south at the end of the month it will be a year reign for bailey and i think again there's nothing saying that this won't this can't happen at Mania, still, right? Like, there's, there's nothing to say that like Sasha can't lose it at, at Hell in a Cell. The draft happens. Sasha gets pushed down the ladder again. It has to work her way back up. But I think people yeah. will complain about that shit too.
2: Yeah, there's no real answer for what's going to make fans satisfied when it comes to this feud. And I think what a lot of people also are kind of um, not understanding is. Uh, they're building this matchup, or at least fans are building this matchup in their head to be the next great encounter between the two. And there's no way it's going to live up to the expectations. I actually feel like it's a good idea to put them in a hell in the cell because at least with the gimmick match, there's ways to go around it and it not be compared to their NXT match. Because whenever they do get in the ring to, you know, against each other for a title and it be one-on-one, it's going to have to live up to that NXT original match and nothing's going to beat that. So I think it's safe. You put them in a cell. You let them do what they do. Sasha's, in my opinion, is really great in the cell. I've enjoyed both of her cell matches. So yeah. let them go crazy.
0: That is her, is it safe to say that's her signature match?
2: I would think so, yeah, because she's been in, in both of uh, the women's ones so far, right?
0: Yeah, that, that is that's her match. Like I, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't put her in a match that you know she's gonna excel at. And Nelson, you brought up a really great point. Um, you know, there is a expectation for that match. And if it does not live up to it people will blame booking people will blame all everything under the sun. Other than the fact that these women are not who they were five years ago. Exactly. You know, I think mean, people
1: it, would it, want to win in that sense though. Right. I mean, you lost a Charlotte in the cell. You lost a Becky in the cell. Uh, this is now going to be the, the, the last horse that, that Sasha faces in the cell. I'd expect a, some form of a win here. Right. <sighs> And I I don't
0: want to I don't want to predict too quick. You know, we're four weeks away from Hell in a Cell. It's not even it's not confirmed, quote unquote, that this is going to be, you know, a match there. But it's looking to be that way. But I I would have Bailey win it. I would still have Bailey win this match. People are going
1: to be pissed. Lose to all three horsewomen. Who you you thought you thought you thought the Twitter threads were long before (laughs) even worse now. Well, here's my
0: thing. It's like Sasha's super injured. That's the story. The story mm-hmm. is, is that she wasn't ready to come back, right? Yeah. The story is, is that Sasha physically wasn't ready. She tried all she could. Her neck still hurt. She still wasn't in the right place. You beat her there. Have her miss out on November, December. Have her come back for Royal Rumble. Why not have this match now? And, and if, if and that's the case, don't draft her. Don't trade her. You know, Or if you do trade her, trade her to Raw. You know, do whatever. Have her go to Royal Rumble and win it and go right back to SmackDown to face Bailey. hmm only, but that, that still leaves the issue. That still leaves the issue that we we're talking about. Bailey has no more challengers.
2: Yeah. But think about it this way. If Sasha was to win, right, you would have to then uh, I'm assuming they would then have to run it back with Bayley just because of proxy. She was a the champ. They need that rematch. But after that, Sasha would also have no challengers. I feel safe for keeping the belt on Bayley because at least right now she's a proven commodity. She's going to get people to look at the product, you know, as much as she can. She's going to be out there. You can trust her. And yeah, I'm tired of her running the same matches with the same women on SmackDown. But I feel a little bit more comfortable doing that with heel Bailey than I do of uh, what would probably be a babyface Sasha, right? Like if Sasha overcomes the odds and wins the title, there's no way you can then parade her out there and be a heel.
0: Yeah. And again, like you're absolutely right. We need we need the same. We need a good amount of story to get Sasha to a babyface turn. We need a very good story to get her there. And I think this is just the beginning. And I don't mind this match if it's in service to that. But I do think we need to just have the damn match already. We waited for way too long for this match to happen. Let's just do it, get it over with, and then worry about it later. Um, One more thing that I want to talk about. I I know we're we're kind of running up to the commercial break here. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, spectacular ambulance match. I really liked it a lot. I love the callbacks. I love the long-term storytelling that was all throughout this show.
1: Yeah, the selling of the the, the sweet chin music to boot. And he That's beasted good. with there, that. Oh, hit the hit the. Oh, fuck, Cyrus isn't here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he beasted with the sweet Chin music. First of all, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming from a mile away. Once you get the big show pop up, I was like, "Oh, Shawn Michaels is hitting the sweet Chin music at some <laughs> point in the next fifteen minutes or so." But it was the, it was the toss after, you know. Yeah, the, the toss was cool. The push that that really set it over the edge for me.
0: Um. Let's get to the main event here before we get to the commercial break and talk, talk a little bit of Raw. Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. This is a match that I, I tweeted on Sunday. We're going to be talking about this match for a very long time. And far too often at these pay-per-views, like, you know, I, I'll say that I really enjoyed Payback. And that was one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year also. But that doesn't have a match on there that's going to have me, you know, say, oh, I remember that. Remember that? Remember Riddle versus Corbin on Payback? Like, no one's going to talk about that. People are going to talk about Roman Reigns and Jey Uso as the moment. You know how they talk about the Seth Rollins turn as the moment? Uh, they talk about, you know, the Dean Ambrose turn also as the moment. They talk about, you know, Stone Cold shaking the hand of this man as a moment. This is a moment to me where wrestling storylines, whether they're emotional, whether they, you know, make you stand up and cheer. It's one of those moments where Roman Reigns... And what he did with Jay Uso was not only, and, and again, like the match was good. It was it was a good match. It wasn't great, but the story took it over the edge. Yeah. You you had Roman talking to the camera, literally breaking the fourth wall.
2: Those mics were crispy. Camera. Yeah, they they were. He was mic quality one thousand percent.
0: And you got to think. Let's just get the story and the psychology of all this, and, and that is the reason why the mics were hot because there, there was a lot of psychology within the actual match. Of Roman treating Jay like he was his little brother, the way that he was beating him down, Jay fighting back, and every time Roman beating him down, playing into the story that they said in the actual video package on the on, on the uh, on the pre-show, and then Jay actually fighting back, and Roman being like, "No, no, 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 you can't, you can't do this." Like I, you know, his his whole attitude changing. Like there was a point where Roman looked at Corey and uh, and Michael Cole and said, "It's okay, I love him. After this, we're going to be friends." <laughs>
1: He heard Cole getting off. I won't say it's one of Cole's best words, but I really did enjoy Cole and Corey being able to see Jay get some offense in being able to surprise with super kicks, get them down into some really close twos. And then of course the, uh, uh, the two count kick out with the low blow, uh, gets him back again with a splash. It was, it was, it was really good stuff there.
2: Yeah. I thought the match was paced perfectly. You know, like you said, it was good. It wasn't great. You had your, your little comeback moments, but the entire time I felt like I was on this emotional roller coaster where I knew the outcome prior, but just watching it kind of take place before my eyes, yeah. I, I really couldn't understand what I was seeing. And I was just like, wow, very few moments in wrestling in the last couple of years have kind of really left me breathless, I would say. And this was one of the moments where I was like, wow, there, he is really just laying it into him.
0: And even the moment where you thought Jay had a chance. This is one of the slickest kickouts I've ever seen. And we know Roman is the king of the kickout. The low blow kickout at two was so masterfully done because Roman's face after turned from wincing in pain to laughing on the ground. And then it turned into something that was more disrespectful where he's beating down Jay because now Roman knows Jay is going to fight with everything that he has. And he knows he's not just going to be able to beat him. He spears him lifts him up and says no 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 <laughs> i want some 2k shit mark knows what we're talking about mm-hmm. and says you know what i want to hear him say it i want him to call me the chief he looks at paul Heyman. this is a moment that i thought was my favorite moment and I, and this is why i gave it the five stars he looks at paul and and paul is telling roman you are the tribal chief you are the greatest of all time i love you etc cetera, etc cetera. roman says no i don't want you to say it I want him to see it.
1: Paul was for real trying to save him. He's like, oh, my goodness, my <laughs> tribal chief. Roman said, ah, uh, chill out. Paul Heyman
0: was one of the underrated MVPs. I, I, Roman, undisputedly MVP here. But mm-hmm. Paul Heyman was one of the understated MVPs for his characterization. This is not the confident Cocky Paul Heyman knowing that he has a Brock Lesnar. <laughs> this, this is, is a, Paul Heyman. <laughs> this is a Paul Heyman that is legitimately afraid of Roman Reigns. How did you guys feel about Paul throughout this whole match?
2: Um, I'm glad that they didn't immediately stick him on to Roman as just the advocate. And I was from the beginning of the match, I uh, I appreciated that he didn't do the Brock Lesnar intro, uh, you know intro with the whole the reigning defending because honestly I kind of expected it that's Paul Heyman's whole thing but I, I like we shied away with it and then as the match um, progressed like you said just to him shouting the tribal chief and 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 showing like I may not have control over this guy the way I had over Brock and and granted it's Brock Lesnar right nobody really controls Brock Lesnar but there was there was a, a level of of friendship there between Brock and Paul. There's not that level of friendship between Roman and Paul. It's business, and Roman is hiring Paul, and you can see that relationship as the match progresses. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the person in the ring, like, know your role. I think Paul is good at what he does, which is making everybody else around him look like a million bucks, and, and just the facial expressions and, and the shouting, and, and, and that's what he does, and he, he did it great again.
0: And to end the match, um, Roman will not pin him. (laughs) Roman will not pin him. Even after two more spears, he won't pin him. And Jimmy comes down. And that was what shocked me, too. Jimmy actually being there. We haven't seen Jimmy in almost five, six months. And saying he's going to throw the towel in, Jimmy says, says, hey, let me pull the towel. Jay said, don't throw the towel in. Do not throw the towel in. And, you know, Paul is even pleading (laughs) with Jimmy to throw the towel in. And for Roman to stop, he throws the towel in. And ends the match, and then and this is where the mics were crispiest when Jimmy says, "You're the tribal chief now, chill, chill out," and that ends
2: the match and the show. And that was my favorite moment of the entire show because he also said something to the effect of, um, "Is that what's important to you?" And and in that moment, for me, Roman's heel turn was complete because yep. at this point. It's always been about the bloodline. It's always, that's Roman's whole thing. It's He's a big dog, and the only thing that matters to him is his bloodline, family first. And he proved in that moment in time that it's no longer family first. As long as he's at the head of the table, is that's what's important to Roman. And the bloodline could fall to the wayside. So that moment to me just kind of, again, breathless. I was like, wow, this is... This is so different of a character. You know, you kind of dream about Roman being healed the same way we talked about a John Cena being healed when, you know, he was going through his run. But now we're getting to see it and it's not going to just be I'm a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy. There's going to be some layers to this character.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we we saw every single layer. Uh, The show actually ended with with uh, Corey Graves and one of his best calls to me saying, if we saw what Roman would do to his family, think about what he'll do to anyone else. And I thought that was again. Nor, not often do I get a chilling, like a, a chill. But that was that. W- that gave me a chill because it was like, yo, whoever's on SmackDown, he's nerfing you. I don't see anybody beat this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why when you were it. like, yeah, yes. what, what, what do we say last week? Oh, Roman's got to see the Fiend, right, bro? Fiend's gonna send to God. Yeah, it's over for the Fiend. I,
0: I don't know who can realistically like. This is some different. This is some next level shit. I, I hope that you know. Shout out to Roman for seemingly having control over the way he's being presented now. We've waited for such a long fucking time for Roman Reigns to be presented in this light. And like you said, you no. Know, so we always wanted these heel turns, but we didn't know what they would look like. We, we want to heal Roman, but we were just like, oh, he's just going to spear good guys now. This is a layered and nuanced character where he's actually, he actually has an inferiority complex. He actually feels like people don't respect him enough, and he wants that
2: respect and it's almost like the perfect storyline for him right a guy who from day one in the company on the main roster has been doing nothing but putting on and despite his you know tries to win everybody over they didn't they didn't want him he wasn't the one and then he got to a point where he's the big dog and he was saying i don't care about it anymore but he still you could still see he cared about it and now we're here we're at the point where I don't care anymore, but you can still see it kind of poking at him, but he's using it to drive him. And I think that's what's the coolest thing about heel Roman is, yeah, you can see he has the insecurities of most heel wrestlers, but he's using that to drive him and he's going to run over everybody. I, I don't know who they can put up against him right now that would like make me believe they have a legitimate shot. That's, that's what that match did for me on Sunday. It made me feel like nobody can touch Roman Reigns right now in professional wrestling.
0: All right, and if you if you think about what Roman Reigns did to his own family, think about what we'll do to you I guess if would, you don't if you don't return uh, on the ABA show, the New Improved Day Show, two hundred five and Park will be right back on the show after this commercial break.
2: I know y'all are busy listening to the best wrestling podcast on the goddamn planet. But there's a message from me, the Platinum Chanel boy, a.k.a. Jeff, about what you guys should also be tapping into this week. And that's the Elite Media Group. And listening to RSPN with me and Mark and the Play for Keeps, guys. So We talking about everything
0: NBA Finals. The Los Angeles Lakers versus the Miami Heat. You know it's a motion picture. You know we went hard. You know we went crazy. Make sure y'all subscribe, tap in, and lock in. I'm going to pass it back to the A-Show, guys. I got to call him. Well, I have no idea where he is, but we're going to figure that out. Yeah. Lock in. And we're back on the new and improved a show. Our new subsidiary Two Hundred Five five and park. We got the bottles flowing we got, we got the takes flowing as well. We have Nelson here from chatting with Nelson on the show. Also have DJ, my man MC filling in for Cyrus and the visibilities this week. Uh, we just talked about Clash of the Champions, and we're going to go into the Raw reviews. So not, not a lot happened on SmackDown, uh, other than Matt Riddle losing to Baron Corbin, which had a lot of people either cheering or very upset. I think Matt Riddle will be fine. I'm not even going to speak too much on it. It's literally just a TV loss. He's going to be fine. Uh, Raw was hit by a huge COVID outbreak that we spoke about in the first segment. They claimed a lot of performers on the show. Uh, a lot of people weren't there this week. There was no Raw Underground on the show. did anyone notice that?
2: Yeah, I did. I was very upset about it.
0: <laughs> so it seems like all of the people who were on the, the Raw Underground set, who were in the the, the crowd, that includes Daba and everybody else, were at this party that everyone kept talking about. <laughs> How come you weren't at that party, Mark?
1: I mean... You know how kickbacks go. Sometimes it's ah, let's come over and play a little bit. Of e. Let's come over and play a little bit of E, and then you know the knocks get to the door, and then somebody posted on Instagram story, and then it's why didn't you invite me? And then five people come in. So then once I started realizing that, I was just let me just let me just let me just kick back a little bit. Sometimes I was promised that I would be invited to these types of things. I won't actually say who, um, but I decided to, to to play the house this weekend.
0: Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you did. You're you're safe and you're on the show, unlike Cyrus, who I think I think got caught in that outbreak as well. Uh, but you know, Raw was definitely you could tell it was a different show. I, I would count maybe about 15 people, 15, 16 people were actually on the show. Like on a, on a normal episode of Raw, it's about 25, 30. I think it was a, it was a very short shift. This this week, you even had to draw all the way deep and grab Dana Brooke from SmackDown to team up with Mandy Rose <laughs> against uh, Natty and Lana. Like that was like one of the weirdest points of the night. But I, I thought it was a better show than last week. Um, a, a big part of that was the Alistair Black and Kevin Owens match. Uh, Alistair Black has a new theme song, has a new look. I, I dug it, man. I, I wasn't mad at it at
2: all. It's definitely not my least favorite of the uh, like new theme songs that they've been kind of cycling through on different talent, um, and I, I, I'm kind of a fan of uh, Pant Up, Alistair Black. I, I was feeling the leather.
0: He got some tiny ad pants on, though, bro. What you feel about his pants, Mark? Um, tailored,
1: tailored pretty well. <laughs> leather. A little, uh, a little. Uh, what's the what's the best terminology for it? Um. Tapered. They, they were definitely a tapered fit. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. uh I'm sure he had very good fashion advice at home on what to wear. So it could be a nice little upgrade there. She could have had him dressed like Timberland, but she had him come out dressed oh, love like. Oh God! Oh hello, hello.
0: Oh uh, my bad uh, But I thought this match was really really good Of course we get a really lame non-finish With Aleister Black uh, accidentally hitting the ref But I think they're going to save the actual Blow off match for uh Hell in a Cell But I mean Hill, Aleister Black you know still delivers The goods I think they went around 12 or so minutes I think they went through a commercial break as well uh, What did you guys think of the match overall?
2: Uh, the match was pretty smooth I would like to see a, maybe a little bit Of a, a longer form match Um between the two, just because two of my favorites right now going in the E. But uh, my favorite part of the match was the end. I don't know if you guys caught Kevin Owens bar up Alistair Black, but uh, yeah. the camera caught that loud and clear, and I was feeling KO after that.
0: <laughs> he said something to the effect of, You can stay there. He said, I'm going to keep fighting, and you're just going to stay there and keep acting like a little bitch. And I was like, Yeah, Alistair, you got you to, All that spooky shit not working against real man bars. <laughs> that, that's we should not working against that. So, uh, very good match. I think this isn't over. Obviously, between these two. But again, Kevin Owens showing that fire that he had way back at NXT. He's been he's been going crazy. That Swanton off of the the apron with some wild man shit. I would mm-hmm. never think that he was still doing that, but he, he's still going legend. Uh, next up, and this is probably the biggest segment on the show. Also, uh, Buddy Murphy, Alea, Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio and Ray Mysterio and Seth Rollins. We got to talk about Buddy Murphy's DM etiquette and Aaliyah. Like when you see this message, a lot of people were speculating, is this a, is this a sensual kind of like I'm trying to get to know you message or is this a friendly type message? I'm of the mind that this was a friendly message of her saying, you know, I'll take you up on the offer to talk about what's going on. But a lot of people think that, you know, Buddy's trying to, trying to get in there, trying to, trying to get, him, get to him early, if you will.
2: Listen man I I know this I wouldn't have sent the message That That's my That's gonna be my take on it I I wouldn't have sent the message to Aaliyah But he, He's Buddy Murphy You know what I'm saying He's he's not Nelson He does things a little bit differently I also do <laughs> what know, do you know what happens When you type in Buddy Murphy age into Google So we'll uh. What, what,
0: what happens? What pops out? What pops out the other end?
1: Uh, a nice three To start And then okay. uh, a two in front of it Oh wow well, behind it, I should say
0: Well, you know, this this started a, a bit of a commotion on, on Twitter uh, And I, wouldn't, I would like to say that Alexa Bliss probably kind of sparked it by saying I don't blame him, shoot your <laughs> shot, bud Which is green as, green as hell, because that is his ex-girlfriend <laughs> well,
1: Alexa didn't say that is, Yeah, yeah she, I didn't know she, I didn't know said, she that. said that
0: <laughs> yeah. She said, shoot your shot, bud And it led to a lot of people kind of questioning the virtues of, uh, you know, dating ages in relationships. Uh, Listen, 19 is quite young, but we've seen some wilder shit in the industry before. Uh, And again, are we sure that, is this leading to Aaliyah and Buddy being an on-screen couple? I mean, I I just think that Aaliyah, this is just for the storyline and she'll be gone after it's over.
2: I think I'm waiting for the point in which uh, Mama Mysterio is finally going to be revealed to be the true matriarch and just come out and start wilding. Cause at this point, Seth is fighting his way through the family. I, I, I might need to see Aaliyah in the ring. I might need to see Aaliyah just, you know, go crazy real quick, a, a, a quick little singles match or something. Cause what, what is going on with Seth and his obsession with this Mysterio family?
0: and again this all started from from mysterio literally telling seth congratulations on becoming a dad like this is what this whole thing started from and he's taking it way personal someone actually um and i, and I I'm sorry if you listen to the show I forgot your ad I, I can't I tried to find him for the show I could not find it I, I had so many you know things in my mentions but someone said that this was seth's um his fear of becoming a father is what this storyline is about is that he, wow. he is afraid wow. of becoming a father and that's why he is attacking them and I was like that's that's probably way deeper than the, what they were thinking, but I'm a rock with it because it does make sense. Didn't yeah. Ray
1: say uh, he can't handle things at home? I was like, whoa, where the <laughs> hell is that Okay, what'd what you know? I don't know, Ray.
2: Yeah, so, I would you know, love like, to they, think that was you know, like, so like a deep down. Right I, I would love to think that's a deep down storyline because that that would that'd be phenomenal. Then I'm I'm on board. Let's let's keep this going. But at this point, it kind of just feels like Seth is just like. These are the only two people who show up every Monday that lets me mess with them. So I'm going to just keep, you know, I'm going to keep fucking with them.
0: Yeah, It's definitely like a a storyline that it's like, again, I think it took over the timeline so much that people were not even worried about the fact that Dominic had, in my opinion, his best match with Buddy Murphy last night. I thought that match was really fucking good.
2: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dominic. Um, I actually wasn't expecting him to be as good as he is. And, and there's definitely room to grow. But when you think about it, for your first you know run at professional wrestling to be on the biggest stage, and you are in the shadow of your dad and one of the best of this generation, it's a lot of damn pressure. And, and he's been putting on and having just great matches. And, and Monday night was another great match. I'm a little fed up of the, the matchup, but... It works well, so I'm okay with it for a little bit longer. But he's he's a good kid, man. He's he's got something special there.
0: Yeah, he's got some skills. I think he needs to stop wearing the Yeezys though, and then we'll we can talk.
2: Uh, <laughs> you can't help that though. We can't help that. We can't book that.
0: uh Moving along through Raw, we still have Keith Lee. Kind of, uh I think they're holding out for the end of this Randy Orton feud. Uh, but I mean, speaking of that feud, we had Randy Orton uh, show up at the end of the show or show up at the beginning of the show to challenge Drew McIntyre uh, once again and saying that he hasn't seen hell yet. I think that we're pretty much knowing that we're going to get the hell in the cell match between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, uh, especially based on what he does to the legends at the end of the show. Now, This was probably one of the most like crazily produced segments in WWE in the past like two, three years. You had Randy Orton show up in disguise as a janitor, go to the door, put on what I thought were just like some like suntan goggles and all that. What are you putting suntan goggles on? He goes in the room. Which throughout the night, we see the legends that that were there. The the ambulance match the night before. So you had Christian, Big Show, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair playing poker. And I was like, "How is Rick playing poker?" He don't got no money. But you know, Uh, the less said about that, the better. Uh, And he walks into the room. They look over, and Randy puts the goggles on, activates his perk, (laughs) and then uh, and, and, and then by perk I mean Call of Duty perk, not that perk, but it could be the other perk too. Turns off the lights. And then beats the brakes off of these dudes in the dark, leaving them in a heap, and then walks out and, and so it's almost like have you guys have you guys seen the show Fargo? No on FX? No. It's it's almost shot, almost like a Coen Brothers type movie where he he waits for the the and I don't even know how the how the hell people didn't even notice that Randy was still the janitor when they ran to the room. He points to the room and then walks out of the building to end the show. What are the spookiest endings to Raw in quite some time?
1: I was out here leaning <laughs> I Double checked on Flair. Flair Flair was still good I was like alright Well, no, he's Flair great Cause you it. know Sean's About to no sell that uh, Sean's Sean about to get up In 10 seconds
2: off that chair Big show I mean, Sean,
0: Sean lowkey Wasn't even on the, Everybody uh, was Sean, on the ground Sean
2: walked out the room I, I did notice Sean that though Sean walked out the room Everybody was laid out But Sean was not laid out fully Sean was propped Sean. up On the chair he was on a
0: chair. He was. He had one finger on the ground. He wasn't touching the ground. He, <laughs> he had would one finger go
2: down. On the <laughs> Sean is not selling for or in in the in the past or the or oh, the present. That's not happening,
0: bro. He he no sold the punt from the, after the RKO. No sold. I'm good. Showed up the next week.
1: <laughs> Flair was <laughs> stop, out for stop. months. RKO and a punt. Drew said, Oh, he's straight?" Holy shit! Call the ambulance. Sean. <laughs> Son said, "No, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, chill out. Chill yeah, up, I'm I'm just, just, just a pump bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this ain't nothing compared to me in the 90s I took sledgehammer to the back, boy time up So we had, we had that to end the show uh, I thought it was really effective um, But I mean, Drew McIntyre had other things on his mind uh, last night And that was the return of Bobby Roode He's been in Canada for the past five or six months uh, Due to COVID restrictions But it looks as though he was able to get to Orlando here And return I, I cut the PS4 run. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, but I, I let the match run for about five minutes. Drew McIntyre has not missed, and I need to I really need to stop doubting this man because he had a really great match with Bobby Roode in the main event of Raw on Monday.
2: No, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Drew. Um, I I don't know when it happened. It's probably over the last week or so, but I'm fully locked in. He is the WWE champion. He needs to be the WWE champion, and I'm sold. He's. He just has a switch that he hits, and his matches—they're—they're they're hard hitting, they're fun, and I'm all in. He—if you can get me to, to watch you wrestle Bobby Roode for more than seven minutes, you got me. I think mm-hmm. you, you you had a good night's work.
0: It it, it was crazy, and, and and again, like even with Dolph Ziggler in the in the match, you know Drew is just to me one of the best booked World Champions ever. I'm willing to put that down right now. He's one of the best booked world champions in any company on any brand. He's up there with the Cena's. He's up there with the the uh, Tanahashis to me right now. Like his run right now with the belt has been one of my favorite of the last you know since Kofi and, and even with Kofi. Let's be clear here. Like I was glad Kofi got the belt, but I can't say that. And, and even with the same the, the the same opponents, like Kofi had Ziggler and Orton too. You know, and and I think that Drew put out better matches. It just is what it is. You got to call a spade a spade here.
2: No, yeah, definitely. And it's no knock to Kofi. It's just how it turned out. Um, For whatever reason, the matchups have been, you know, better for Drew. this go around. And he's been excelling. Uh, I know we talked about it earlier in the show, but that ambulance match was phenomenal. Like, the, the entire storytelling of that was phenomenal. And I was okay for it to end there. But for them to take it one step forward and, and maybe we do end up in this hell in the cell, then... I'm all for it because I'm a big fan of of Deathmatch Orton. And I think in a Hell in a Cell, they'll take that brutality level up, obviously, to another level. And I'm ready for it.
0: Yep. absolutely uh one one more point from raw before we get out of here uh Ali returned on raw after his stint in main event with Ricochet every week for the past four months or so uh we had them go against the hurt business who are still they had they needed to have something to do there there was no raw underground no retribution that's usually their wheelhouse on raw but they did face uh the tandem Uh, or the team, rather, of Apollo Crews, uh, Ali, and Ricochet, and a really dope six-man. I would definitely recommend you watch that one from the show. Uh, Ali got the pin on MVP. Again, they keep giving Ali these random wins, and then next week he'll probably get nerfed by Bobby Lashley, and then he'll be sent back off the main event. I I really hope they have some type of plan for Ali. I'm not seeing World Heavyweight Championship style stuff from him yet but i do think he has a place on the show and he needs to be there I, I really do enjoy ali and it was a breath of fresh air to see him there much like it was a breath of fresh air to see like a mandy rose on the show uh, just to shake things up from what we've seen on raw
2: I mean, it can't help for them to have any type of new faces on Raw right now, especially with what happened with COVID and they were kind of limited with what they had. I'm a fan of Ali. I, I, I like the, you know, what he does in the ring. But like you said, they keep doing this kind of start, stop, start, stop. And I can see Ali being a fixture in that like kind of mid upper mid card you know title frame and I, I would love for this to be the start of it it felt like a big win just because we've been conditioned to see ricochet and apollo cruz lose over the last couple of weeks so to see them get the win and he be the reason they got the win it felt big to me
1: absolutely
0: uh mark what do you think about ali returning
1: it was cool um it's kind of interesting that he went 450 in that 054 i don't know if he ends up not doing the 05-4 for anymore for, for, for whichever reason, but definitely like what they have done against the Hurt business because boy, do Ricochet and Apollo Crews need a damn win. And thankfully they yes. got it in the in the in the six-man tag match. I feel like MVP taking the fall keeps things just fine. Shelton's still good. Bobby, of course, still just fine as the United States champion. Um, and I just want I just want a lot more hurt business. I just want a lot more hurt business going forward. I'm I'm hoping for the day that there's an opportunity to see Hurt Business a new day, but that is something outside of this week in Raw.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that was the shows for this week. We've covered everything here on 205 and Park. I want to thank Nelson for being on the show. Thank you for doing this, pal. I, I, I'm really sorry about the questions in the beginning. Uh, we're going to get that cleared up. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I just really... Is Agnes just, still here? I hope not. I hope he was taken away.
1: No, I think he got, I think he got booted out, though. Hmm. Yeah,
0: he's booted out of the chat But thank you, Nelson uh, Is there anything you want to you wanna plug before we get out of here?
2: Absolutely um, I want everybody who's listening to go ahead And make sure you look up Chatting with Nelson on RNC Radio You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify You can do that on Google Podcasts and an Amazon Podcasts as well Now, season four is coming very, very soon I'm putting the final touches on that And I'm really proud of what you guys are going to be able to listen to It's it's going to be really, really fun this season I've I've been in the lab and quarantine kind of just cooking some things up and concepts that i'm finally going to get to play with so looking forward to that and just you know man keep keep listening to the show i'm i'm happy you invited me to be on because i love this show you guys are actually my my weekly listen as i'm home working so um, i'm glad i was able to come on and i know we can't mention that other guy so i won't but i'm a fan of the three-man booth i hope this continues
0: wow beautiful wow We'll put that. Uh, we'll put that in consideration uh, for, for you whenever I, uh, whenever Cyrus comes back, we'll be back at full power. Uh, I don't know about that other guy. He's uh, please, please call, please, please text. Uh, I haven't talked to you in a, in a while. Um, yeah, uh, Mark, uh, anything you want to plug for you before we get out of here?
1: No, I think we're good. Of course, be sure to check in the game one of the NBA Finals tonight between the Lakers and the Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat. You will hear, why,
0: why did you do that for the Heat but not the Lakers?
1: I mean, the Western Conference champion, Los Angeles Lakers. And the Eastern Conference champion, Miami Heat, will be playing tonight at 9 for Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Of course, you can hear Jeff and I discuss... What has happened? I think it's going to be the fourth game will be on a day of a brand new RSPN. So we drop every Tuesday. Make sure that you are tuned into the Elite Media Group to find out what we have thought of the first three or four games with the NBA Finals. Uh, And hopefully everybody is wrong that this won't be a damn sweep.
0: Wow uh, well I'm not saying sweet, but we all know that you have a proposition for all of us and they can check that out yes. on this week's episode of RSBN with Cam and Drew from Play for Keeps uh, but you can follow us at RNC radio live on Twitter follow Mark at my man MC uh, follow uh, Nelson I can never spell your Twitter name. I always have to have Twitter auto auto
2: fill it for me yeah, that's funny it? It's uh so it's Naslin is Nelson It's Nelson backwards. Oh Speed. You're a smooth guy there. That was,
0: Thanks. That was cool. I didn't know that. You're, you're a smart cookie. But yeah, you can also follow me at OG Johnny 5 uh, And until next week on 205 and Park, it has been the new and improved A show. Thank you for listening to the show. And until next
2: week, please wash your hands and wear your damn masks. Call the cops, please.